Hello, and welcome to Clamp, the Creating, Living, and Making podcast. I'm your host, Grant Alexander, and I'm joined by Morley Kurt. Hey. And Adam Mackey. G'day, boys. How's it going? Whoa, are you from Australia? <laughs> that's my that's my Australian impersonation. Nice. Did did you go drink some Fosters down while you put some shrimp on the Barbie or what? Yeah, I, I actually can't do an Australian accent. <laughs> well, you just have yeah, to talk. American to me. Yeah. No, but I mean, like, I can't like the true blue Aussie. I can't do it. That sounded pretty pretty spot on to me. Yeah. Well, anyways, what have you been up to, Mister Aussie? um oh so remember last week i was talking about making car parts with the foam Mm -hmm. and i was having issues trying to cut it so what i actually ended up going to do was i went to the two dollar store or the dollar store and i bought like the craft sheets of foam that's like really like it's like an a4 sheet of eva foam Mm -hmm. so i bought that got the other foam like the foam gym mats that i was using cut the shape I wanted out of it with the, like, um, with the bandsaw and then glued on those sheets of like the AVOR sheets of EVA foam and cut it out. So I've got like pretty much exactly what I want, which I'm nice. pretty stoked about. Um, so I'm just going to do like final sanding, give it a good coat of paint and then hopefully be done with it. Get that video out soon. I'm very curious to see what that's look that's going to look like because I can't really visualize yeah. it, but I'm very curious. Well, if I get in the shop today, I'll be putting up some teaser pics. So, Ooh. nice. Well, we'll try and make it a fast episode then. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Morley? What have you been up to? Well, um, after our crazy recording time last week, um, <laughs> my sister successfully got married, tied the knot. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was great. Like the two days before the wedding was really bad, rainy weather. And then from the day before through like the rest of the week, it was beautiful, sunny, which is fantastic because it was everything was outside. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she got married down at the beach. Um, they had the reception in my parents' backyard. And it honestly could not have gone better. Um, huge props to my mom who basically planned and did most of the work for the whole thing. The day of the wedding, she actually woke up at 1 a.m. Uh, to start the prep for the day. Wow. It was it was pretty awesome. Like, I wouldn't sleep. It looks beautiful from what I saw. I wouldn't wake up at 1 a.m. I just wouldn't sleep. Well, I think her plan yeah. was to sleep, but she was just like, she, she kind of woke up in the middle of the night excited and was like, well, might as well get started. That's just <laughs> the kind of person she is. Yeah, fair. Yeah, it was it was really nice. I hadn't seen my family in, since uh, December of last year. So that was really nice. Not obviously like was not the full guest list as was originally planned. A lot of people couldn't come, but um, that being said, the people that could come were very close and it was great meeting um, the rest of her husband's family. And yeah, it was like really pretty perfect week altogether. Cannot complain. Yeah. Very nice. nice. Cool. Anyways, now I am back in Toronto and I am on day two, just finishing up day two of my two-week quarantine. So here in Canada, when you return from international places, you have to quarantine for two weeks. So it's pretty good so far. We're trying to be very intentional about uh, exercising every day. Me and Eden have been doing a like quick calisthenics thing. Um, we got all stocked up on food. 
What's up, Grant? I see you raising your hand. <laughs> I, you <laughs> could so do it way. <laughs> yeah, that was. You could have just given me the eye. Like, uh, anyways, uh, the when you're on quarantine, can you leave your house? So you're allowed to uh, leave your house for medical emergencies, and if you have a private outdoor space, you can use that. So we're in an apartment with no balcony, but we still have to take out the trash. Mm-hmm. So we have a very leisurely walk once a day to take out our trash. We're not in any rush to drop it in the can. It's a maybe more five minutes than thirty seconds. <laughs> so if you so if you had a house, you could walk to your road to the road, and that's it. Like as soon as you step on the road, you get arrested. Um, I guess technically, I don't know if that's actually happened yet in Canada, um, but they the penalties are are no joke. So we're we're taking it seriously. Yeah. We got. We, we spent like a lot of the time before we left, like doing all our meal planning, uh, got a ton of non-perishables. Um, and then today we got a delivery for like, hopefully all the perishable food to last us through the two weeks. Um, do you, and you don't have any friends or family that can like do grocery shopping for you and why well, maybe you have friends, but no, we do like Eden's for like Eden's mom today. Like her oh, family okay. lives in Toronto. So she right. picked up the groceries for us and brought them here and we it's had like a bit of laundry. So we gave that to her. Uh, it's not too nice. far of a drive for Grant. He could do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah only like five hours. Five hours, yeah. Yeah, yeah you'd be right. <laughs> but it's uh, it's pretty good because I have a lot of projects that I want to do, so I have lots of time to do them. So I started the carvings for a a new custom belt featuring a bunch of dancing gnomes, which is very fun. Um, Ooh. Yeah, a friend from, friend from back home has a big connection to gnomes i think her like her grandpa used to always give her gnomes every christmas like garden mm. gnomes so it's fun it's a it's a really fun project and it's basically like three repeating um dancing gnomes <laughs> uh the picture of that is on my instagram and i'll probably finish that up soon got a That's bunch of other projects to work on thank you um but i will save that for next week grant what nice. are you working on this week well, I uh, so I finished my anniversary gift, um, and there's pictures of that on my Instagram. I didn't do a video of it because I've uh, I've made jewelry before and uh, it didn't didn't do amazing. But uh, I you know there's always the possibility. I asked people if they wanted to see uh, a video of it, and a couple of people said they did. So I'll probably do a video in the future because I'm sure my wife will enjoy getting more jewelry. Um, and uh, yeah, and we also went out for the first time. Uh, it was like the first time we've been alone, I think, since Fletcher was born. But even just going out to a restaurant, the first time my wife's gone out to a restaurant since the uh, pandemic uh, hit in February. So that was kind of interesting. What I found wow. is that restaurants are very loud. <laughs> yeah. Like. <laughs> When you compare, like, I think my like my little two-year-old is loud and annoying at dinner. When you compare that with all the people having their stupid, mundane conversations that seem to be life-ending problems to them at every table around you, and for some reason you've lost the ability to filter out just listening to your wife, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it was a strange kind of thing. Yeah, it's wild. S- yeah. Sensory overload. Exactly. Sensory overload. Yeah, so um, as someone I was reading the other day about that, about like when you're in the car and stuff and you've got like music playing and your kids whinging in the background and you you just, yeah, it's, it's too much. 
Yeah. Have you ever? That's, that's why most um, mothers go insane because it's just sensory overload. Yeah. Hmm. I I could believe that. Uh, have you ever hmm. been driving and looking for like an address and you turn down the radio? Turn the music down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you music down. I can't see. Right, but it's totally it's because you 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 want your brain to 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 like focus so much. You're like the music is too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I used so. to deliver pizzas, and I'd do it every time. Yeah, <laughs> which is it's funny. Like conversely, it's why probably the reason why it's nice to like listen to loud music while you're working out because then it kind of distracts you from the pain you might be feeling, <laughs> and you can kind of power through a little easier. Yeah, interesting. I th- yeah, because I, I standing. Find, yeah, I find like if I'm u- listening to music, I can like I can do work. But if I'm listening to a podcast, I just end up either listening to the podcast or missing it completely. Mm. Like I, mm. I find like I need that because I think like there's too much. Uh, anyways, why don't we get <laughs> on to our our topic of this week? If anyone's been following us on Instagram, you would have seen all the posts and stories. Uh, asking for questions and that's what we're going to be doing this week is we're going to be answering uh, our audience questions and we're going to start it off with uh, I'm going to go so we we created a list we got uh, 35 different questions from uh, lots of different people and thanks guys for really really showing up yeah yeah it's uh it was was Austin Grant yeah, well, I I wasn't going to go and talk about that, but uh <laughs> I want to start with uh with a Tales from the Tank Rage question from Andy Pugh. If there was a fight between the three hosts, who would win? Nice. <laughs> hmm. Well, I will say that you guys have the dad strength, which I don't. And I've heard great things about the dad strength. Well, I'm going to say that my shoulder is absolutely screwed from working out. So, is that? <laughs> I, I'm I'm going to say that both you guys work out. So, <laughs> you, you immediately have me beat. Uh, I think the best that I could say, I think Morley would win uh, because he's mm-hmm. he would just parkour around us. Uh, yeah, I have but, also like done wrestling and and jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Full disclosure yeah, and, high, and high jump. Oh, I'm so really bad just, at high jump. I can never figure out high jump. It was like the opposite body movement from pole vaulting. So I'm garbage. Oh, pole vaulting, whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. The same. You jumped high. So jumped high. yeah, you were jumping Dep- high. You depends jump over on us. the type of um, fight. Is it is it wrestling or is it boxing? Because if it's wrestling, I'll just jump on him and he won't be able to get up. Be like sumo. Yeah. And if it, if it's boxing, then he's got the dodge. Even yeah. if I have the punch, I don't have hey, the dodge. How tall are you, uh, both of you? Six foot one. I'm like five nine. Oh, see, so Adam's got the reach Perfect. too. Yeah. Well, that's why yeah. I do jujitsu, right? Because it's like short guy, take the fight to the ground, use your legs to your advantage, not trying to punch, mm-hmm. isolate, yeah, that, choke. That's it. I just, I just lay on top of you, lift all my legs and arms up, and then you can't breathe. So, <laughs> actually. So. I think in the end, what we've discussed is what we've discovered is that it's not me. I'm not winning the fight. (laughs) It'll be be me in the corner just crying uh, after I've lost. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're going to be doing this in uh, in order. We've chosen the order 
of Sam. Uh, no, not Gam. Sam. Gam. Sorry, I'm an idiot. I didn't remember my first Gam. name. Gam. So Grant, Adam, Morley. So Adam, you're up next. Um, I am going to go. Let me find it. I forgot that I was next. Otherwise, I would have found it already. Someone asked a question about, like, would you keep making if you had all the money? Oh, yeah. It was Tony uh, or James. Was it James? Where are we looking? What number? Oh, here. I don't know. Talk about midnight shop, extremely hung. Oh. No. Uh, Should have done more color coding. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Yeah. You can have your dream shop, dream workshop, any tool, any yeah. material is yours, but you can no longer access any social media. Do you still make? And if, then if so, so why can't, sorry, go I can't read the rest of that. Oh, if so, what do you make and why? That's by um, James Fingers, Fix It Fingers. Wow, right. uh, yes, definitely. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yes, I, 100%. <laughs> I was thinking about this first and I went, Oh, that sounds awesome. But then I thought, I'm going to have no access to social media, meaning I have no inspiration from social media. And that's where it really started to get to me, is I went, would my making and creativity be so hindered that I wouldn't be able to? I think I've got enough going on that I probably could uh, make Mm. for the rest of my life, but I think that's where I would actually miss it. Otherwise, if I wasn't making videos, I would be making a lot more stuff. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I guess when I first thought of this question, I had more thought of it of um, if I, I took away the beginning and just had if there was no such thing as social media, do you still make? Because I was a maker before social media, right? But when you actually think about it properly, it's actually do you trade social media for your dream workshop and and material? Because so it's not saying that if I keep social media that I can't access my dream shop workshop and material, I just have to work for it. Mm. So, mm. um, but yeah, so thinking of it that way, I wouldn't give up social media for it, but if I had to give up, if I didn't have an option, yes, I would still make for sure. Yeah. I uh, think, and I'd probably make a lot of furniture. Mm. I, I think I would have a hard time feeling like truly fulfilled making stuff if I wasn't able to share it in any capacity at all. So if I was still able to do like a scrapbook or journals um, or even bring people in it to show it, I think that would be fine. But it's like, I kind of think it like going to the amusement park or like Disneyland or something. Like it doesn't, I've never been to Disneyland by myself, but I feel like that wouldn't be very fun. It's always better to share it with other people. But so there's nothing stopping you from sharing it with your friends and family. Exactly. Yeah. But you can't, you can't share it the same way. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. People have been doing it for thousands of years. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And also like the reason why I said I would make furniture is because then I could sell it. So I'd get fulfillment out of making something and selling it off. You know, like that would be my social media would be sharing my products with other people, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. So having like a studio where people can come and view your, your, your furniture and then, yeah, I, I don't think I would make furniture. I think I'd make art. Hmm. And I think that no one would recognize it as art, but I'd be okay with that. And then once I was dead, people go, wow, he was an artist. And that that would make me happy. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. All right. Morley. All right. Uh, I'm going to choose a question from Koya at Barefoot Finn. 
And her question is, what is your biggest pet peeve? And the reason I chose this is because I thought of one during the pre-show. And my pet peeve is that whenever you you whenever my webcam is active and I'm using Firefox, which is the browser that I use, this little icon pops up right under the webcam, which is kind of nice. Like Firefox is very like privacy minded. So it's telling you that like you're using your webcam, but what it does is it always covers up the tab in the middle of the screen so that I don't know Mm -hmm. what it is and I can't click it. (laughs) So whenever we record, record podcasts, I inevitably lose tabs in the middle of the screen and I start like panicking because I'm like, I can't find the thing I'm looking for. <laughs> like Adam or Grant sent me a message and I can't, like, I don't know what it is, but they're giving eyes at me like, Morley, what are you doing? Like, don't you know we sent this thing? <laughs> I so, use Firefox as well and I have the same little thing, but because yeah. I, I split my two windows. So I have like Zoom on one side of the screen and then the rest of stuff on the other side. It covers up like the expand and everything. So like just now I was trying to expand so I could see the entire question and it was in my way. I couldn't get past it. Um. Yeah. Actually, I'm seeing now that I can move it kind of around the screen, but only along the top. Okay. It, it's a little oh, bit better. Wow. Yeah, oh, that's easy. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Nice. Great. Pet <laughs> All right. Pet peeve oh. gone. What about you guys? Any- yeah. What about you, Adam? My biggest pet peeve is hypocrites. I was actually thinking I, that before I thought of this one. I cannot stand hypocrites. I, there's a few. I'm a hypocrite sometimes, and I know a few people that are. But like, I I just can't. Yeah, it's been my biggest pet peeve my entire life. I can't stand it. Hmm. Well, this is a little meta, but like, I feel like we're always most annoyed. Or I have a theory. Or, anyways, people tend to be <laughs> very annoyed by people that are like them and that remind them of characteristics that they don't like in themselves. So I feel like, mm. you know, like, like we're, we all, we all don't like feeling like we're hypocrites because we're like, I see that person that's like me, but it's also, you're inherently being hypocritical by thinking that. Huh. I could definitely see that as being what I don't like. Cause one of my biggest pet peeves is like people who drive, uh, like aggressively. Uh, and do you like, drive aggressively? I don't think I do, but I could. Someone, some people could say that about me, and they could be right. I am a very aggressive driver. Right, but it's like when people. So I was towing my trailer. I was doing, uh, you know, the standard buck twenty on the on the four hundred one or four sixteen, whatever. So you know, twenty over the speed limit, which is the complete norm in Canada. That is what you mm-hmm. do. Everyone does it. Everyone's same here, right? Everyone's doing it. Mm-hmm. So you're doing a buck twenty down the highway. And for, uh, for our American friends, that's about like 70 miles an hour. Yeah. 70, 72, something like that. Yeah. Uh, 60 is a hundred. So mm. seven. Oh, it's actually like 74, 74, yeah. 75. Anyways, it's, it's pretty good. You're going pretty good. And I pass someone and there's, you know, I go past a car and then there's another car, about two car lengths in front. So two car lengths. Oh, you didn't move over. I didn't move over, but I'm doing a buck 20 and yeah. I'm passing two cars and someone. Yeah, move over. Up. No, you don't move over when you're when you're when there's not enough room to to pass. Yeah. Anyways, a guy came up behind me. Yep. Went and went around to to pass me. So they passed me on the inside with these two car lengths. It was the he almost hit my car, and that to me, I was just like blown away by this guy. And they're like, like couldn't wait for someone to pass someone for for an extra like Mm fifteen seconds of their life. Yeah. Uh, 
That's the thing that people mind is people being. I hate when people are so that, impatient driving and then like you pull up to a stoplight parallel with them and you're like, you just <laughs> save no time. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. So that guy that did that to you, other than I wouldn't do it dangerously, that's me. I, I'll admit it. I I, 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 I will I, purposely I, speed up to someone that's sitting in the right lane just so I can get up and flash them. Oh, I, I don't know why I do it. I, I definitely, like people in the right lane bother me, but I was going by two cars. The, the yeah, yeah, I wouldn't do it then. If I had, if I pulled over, I'd have to put on the brakes. Like hmm. there, there wasn't enough room for me to go in between these two cars without yeah. me putting on the brakes. Like I had the cruise control on. Anyways, it's just someone who was like in a super hurry, and it's one of those times you just wish later you see a cop car with that car pulled over, and then you just go, ha 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 ha! It didn't happen this time. I I do have a funny story on that. So I think you um, should see that for another episode when we don't have 36 questions to get through. <laughs> okay. No, go ahead. I was going to say, so there was someone sitting in the right lane. I went to overtake them on the left. There was no one around. I went to overtake them on the left and they sped up. So I was in my Falcon at the time. So I put my foot down and got in front of them. And then we got up, we took this like road off the, um, off the freeway and it's two lanes and they flew past me. Like they would have been going 160 and this is a hundred zone. And there's a place where like the cops are notorious from sitting. So you speed along this road and then you slow down just before where the cops sit because it's like they're looking towards mm-hmm. where you're going. And they flew past. And the next thing I know, these blue and red lights just come flying nice. down next to me. But then not just that, they then took an exit went over this like bridge thing and then down the other exit. So it clearly looks like they were trying to avoid the police. So they would have got done for like speeding, trying to like run away from the police (laughs) and all this. Yeah. So crazy. I just drove past on my head out there going, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So drivers are my pet peeve. Uh, I'm going to switch it up and go with, uh, with a question that's more maker related. So um, Chris McGuffin, He's uh he's an Ottawa guy. He uh, asked, "What do you prefer, water based or oil based finish?" Hmm. I like that. Well, I don't do a ton of woodworking, so <laughs> does someone else want to answer? <laughs> I prefer water based finish. Okay. Yeah. Um, purely because of cleanup. To be honest, I, I would rather much rather be able to just clean my brushes and stuff with water rather than having to have terps on hand and and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Actually, so yeah, I um, after that, yeah. I would also prefer water because a lot of my stuff is in my apartment. And if I can wash brushes out in my sink, that is very nice. Yeah. Mm. So I use a lot of teak oil. Uh, if you guys haven't noticed in every other one of my videos, <laughs> I use teak oil. Uh Mainly because that's the stuff that I have on hand. But what I like about... I like the color pop that oil gives, but I hate the cleanup. So I like things like teak or tongue oil, where you just like... It's a rub on, rub off. You just throw the rag out, right? Uh, You know, if it's boiled linseed oil, you let it sit until it doesn't catch fire anymore. But uh, I like the the color I get from oil. I hate the cleanup. So I'll Mm. never use an oil-based polyurethane. Like and if I do for some like I need to use it for something, I uh, I I use uh, disposable brushes like foam brushes mm-hmm. because I hate it so much. But oil just works so much better. It's the same with paint. 
Like I've, I've used oil-based paint, water-based paint. The oil-based paint just covers better, sticks better. Everything about it was better except for the cleanup. Like the worse it smells, the better it works. Probably. I don't have a sense of smell. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. well, every, um, every piece of shop furniture I have is covered in boiled linseed oil. Yeah. So well, there you go. See, you like oil-based furnish. Yeah. I just like, prefer water. Yeah, and I wish I wish there was a water-based finish that went on as easy as mm. like a just a simple like wipe-on oil that looked the same. Like the problem with a lot of water-based yeah. finishes is they don't make the color pop enough for me. I don't mm. know. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Adam, your turn. All right, uh, my next one is from Tony from Langerworks. And he asks, you have $2,000 USD, 2800 Canadian or Australian. What starter machine, CNC, laser, 3D printer, et cetera, would you recommend for a woodwork woodworker that will cut out and engrave things into like signs and make Christmas ornaments? Um, so I, for me, I my first machine would be a CNC, but I think if you're looking to cut out and make like Christmas ornaments, I'd say a laser. Yeah, I would get a laser, hundred percent. And that's not even in answering his question, but if you gave me two thousand dollars and were like buy a digital fabrication uh, machine, I would immediately buy a laser. Well, if I had twenty eight hundred Australian, I know I could get a CNC and a laser because I've priced them before. Well, I think if I had 2800 Canadian, I would just probably buy uh, a bandsaw because really I don't like really nice bandsaw. <laughs> yeah, really like a really nice bandsaw because I really and a scroll saw because I really like I don't know. I'm not big into like selling uh, like like making products to sell. Um, maybe if I had a CNC and just press the button, like I could do all the design work do the design work once, press the button a hundred times. Like I could, I could maybe get into doing that, but I really like, I like the fact that if I cut something out on my bandsaw, I'll never do another exact same cut. Mm. That's interesting. It'll, that's what I like. It's hand. It, you say it's handmade. Cause it looks like crap. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I love the handmade aspect of a lot of things like, like this carved belt I'm doing. But I also really love the design and being able to bring it to life with digital fabrication. I like digital design. Yeah. yeah. And I, I know that if like already, like with what I'm doing with my 3D printer, like a lot of it is stuff that would you could definitely also do with a laser faster with a laser. So it's just a matter of time for me. I'll go in eventually. Yeah. Well, like there's really cool things that you can do. Like I said, if you wanted to do production, like this clearly like making Christmas ornaments or signs. Yeah. A bandsaw is not it today, uh, you know. Just the just lettering alone would is so much easier with a CNC. Like it's all there. You you put it in. You press the buttons. You make the sign. I don't know. That's that's my answer. I I'm think um, you never make so stuff. You just something like digital. Yeah, exactly. Something like digital fab is more for. Um, something like digital fab is gonna be more for something that you want to reproduce a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think well, actually, a CNC and a laser, yes. But then even yeah. sometimes there's times where just that makes it easier. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, of course. But I mean, if you if you're looking into say make like Christmas ornaments, 
to sell, you're going to be making a lot of the same thing. Mm-hmm. So something like a CNC and a laser is going to be beneficial because you can just press play and just it'll just cut them all out. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. Whereas if you had a bandsaw, every single one of them is going to be different. Right. That's what I love about it. It's yeah, it's interesting. This kind of shows our different perspectives. Like um, the big attraction for digital fabrication for me isn't as much production as it is precision because I don't have any large stationary power tools, which you can be very, very precise with. So the solution, the easiest solution for me is digital fabrication because they are much more usable in an apartment context than mine's precision, but with laziness, I don't have (laughs) to be precise because the machine will do it for me. What, what, like for a situation like yours, where you're for Adam, where you're like sitting on the train, able to access your computer, you could be designing mm. stuff all day long instead of playing yeah. WoW. Like you could be designing <laughs> stuff, uh, right? Whereas I like getting away from the computer is what I like. Mm. So I don't want to spend much more time in front of the computer. That's why I'm like buying a bandsaw on this situation. That makes sense. Good. Yeah. All right. I got a fun one. You guys ready? Yes. All right. So this question is from... Tony again at Langerworks. Since two of you talk about doing things at midnight in your shop or at your job, let's say you are extremely hungry and have only $5 to spend at your local convenience market slash gas station. What chips, snacks, drinks, food are you buying with it? Okay. Clarification. Do I have $5 US or $5 Canadian? I'm going to say Canadian. I'm oh, no, sorry, American, because that will make it easier to get drinks and like whatever snack you want. Right, otherwise, five dollars in Canada does not even buy you a foot long. Like the five dollar <laughs> foot long is only in America. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think for me, I'd probably go with. I would just go. I'm really hungry, extremely hungry. Oh, I kind of. I'm like, and I and I can only go to a, a gas station, basically. Yeah, so let's take out – you can't go to like a fast food restaurant. Right. It has to be like a snack. So like a 7-Eleven would work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you can't, you, so you can't go to like a um, supermarket. Right. Yeah, or like so, even McDonald's. No McDonald's. Okay. I, I worked at 7-Eleven, taquitos, but I would make them put new ones on there for me. I would wait the hour until they're fully cooked because <laughs> at the hour mark, taquitos – are amazing. At the two-hour mark, they're edible. The three-hour mark, which is when we're supposed to throw them out, supposed to, they are garbage. And if you've ever bought a taquito and they're hard, and you're just like, that's what it is. It's So I would go to a 7-Eleven, get some taquitos, and maybe some Jamaican patties. Hmm. Oh, like the stuffed things. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I've actually done this... I've actually done this quite a lot, um, like at work. I literally have five bucks on me and I go to like the Seven Eleven trying to find food. Um, literally like whatever packet of chips or anything I can find that's on sale. Okay. I, 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 So I would just go there and buy as much food as I can and not care what it is. Hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. So like instead of like trying to find a packet of chips I want, I just buy like three packets of chips that are on sale for a dollar. Gotcha. Interesting. Hmm. All right, Adam, I don't know if you have this where you are, but I would get the um, the Snyder's flavored pretzel pieces, like the pretzel chunks, 
in either like buffalo chicken flavor or honey mustard, and then a San Pellegrino blood orange soda. No question. Mm. You are very specific. Yeah. Like, like I'm like, I'll take any taquito. I'm okay with it. And you're like, no, it only sand. There's blood orange and yeah. Well, I know if I, I know if I go to the, the convenience store down the street, they'll have that. And I've, I've also done that during some uh, bike career shifts. So, yeah. So Greg's I'm going to do change his question like four times. <laughs> what, what do you mean? Was I'm so, am I supposed to be highlighting the next question? Yeah, that's what I've been doing. Oh, I haven't been doing that. Because then I know not to – because then – because I had one highlighted, then you highlighted it, and I thought, oh, well, you're next, so I'll change to another one, thinking you're going to ask that. No, no, I'm just highlighting randomly. Uh, I just click click a lot. Okay, I'm going to ask one from Justin from Bear Maked. Uh, (laughs) Who's cooler, Ethan Carter or Vincent Ferrari? Meow. All right. Well, dang. I mean, Vincent's got that that uh, that je ne sais quoi New York thing going for him, and the last name Ferrari. Yeah, actually. Rick. So, full disclosure: when I first started listening to Because We Make, I didn't think I thought Vincent's last name was like a stage name. I was like, <laughs> no way, his last name is Ferrari. <laughs> maybe, maybe it is, and he's just never told anyone. Yeah, like maybe my, my last name's a stage name. So. <gasps> Gasp. <gasps> yeah. Uh, spoilers for later questions. Um, yeah. So I, 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 I like them both. But if you ask who's cooler, and you just have the names there, Vincent Ferrari is a cooler name. Hands down. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, I, I think that when you're listening to the podcast and, and you can't see either one of them, you don't know what they make. Right? It's just their name, and you're listening to the podcast, and you're just listening to them. Vincent's still winning, right? I think it starts mm-hmm. getting into the, like, Ethan's got a lot of really cool stuff that he's made, and so so is Vincent, yeah. but then Ethan's starting to creep up in the cool factor. But then you see his video, and you just go, he's not a really cool-looking dude. Like, he's got, he's like, like the, Ethan's <laughs> not a cool-looking dude? No, he's not a cool-looking dude. He's a he's kind of dorky-looking, like, dude. I don't Oof. know. I know. I'm this sorry. Making, this is like making me uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ethan. But to like, he's got like, he's got glasses and I feel like he's tall and lanky. I don't know if he is. He could be the same height as me. I don't know. Hey man, what's wrong with what, glasses? Uh, yeah, oops. Uh, uh, yeah. These, so uh, these, are, these are actually just like blue light blocking glasses. They're not. Oh really? Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad that Grant answered that entire question and we can just move on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, now you're just throwing me <laughs> under the bus. That's fine. Okay, go. You tried to throw us under the bus. Um, Justin's the one who threw everyone under the bus. Well, yeah. Anyway, um, so my next question is going to be from Andy Pugh, and it is, what would be the ultimate no shortage of time or money build for each of you? Um, mine would definitely be my dream shop and house. If, if money and time wasn't an option, for sure. Yeah, it's hard not to say house. Mm. So I'm trying to think of something. <laughs> so I, I would say, I'll say cabin in the woods that was built with only uh, hand tools. So no, no power tools. Ooh. Okay, I have Interesting. a... 
I always thought it'd be cool to convert an old abandoned school into a house. Hmm. So like that is an incredibly wow. unrealistic project just because of yeah. how much a school does not uh, have the infrastructure for living in. But I always think that'd be really fun. I don't know. I have so, this weird thing for like old schools. I think they're really cool. Yeah. And I just imagine I, like you have all these different rooms that you can do different stuff with. Yeah. Like one could be like a shop class and one could be a home ec class. Oh, home <laughs> you already got a kitchen. Yeah. You're set up. Well, you, you should already have a um, shop class too. Yeah. Boom. You're halfway there to like your dream. My, um, so my, my, the school that I went to in high school, so I don't know how it works with you guys, but we have primary school, which is one through six or kindergarten to six, year six. And then you do year seven to year 12 at high school. So the high school that I went to used to be a prison. Oh, wow. And like oh. they still had bars <laughs> on the windows and, and everything. Yeah. My high like, school kind of felt like a prison, but it wasn't one. <laughs> mine, mine was not a prison. It was a purpose-built school. But like all schools in Ontario, as soon as they built it, they had underestimated or not estimated correctly the number of students. So it immediately had portables, which were like trailers yeah. parked beside the school that, yep. that did. And I'm like, how have you guys always screwed this up somehow that you've never had the right amount of anyways? That's we call them demountables. Oh, wow. You know, it's funny. I know that word demountables because of uh, Summer Heights High. Oh. <laughs> Makes sense. Have we talked about that before, Adam? Have you seen Summer Heights High? I have never seen it. I know what it is, though. Like, I've seen shorts for it. It's just not my style. Gotcha. All right. Uh, my turn? Yes. Actually, I'm going to quickly I'm gonna quickly go back for one second. I'm going to say Vincent Ferrari is cooler than Ethan because he asked a question and Ethan didn't. Bam. Ooh, no, boom. Ethan. Well, Ethan asked one, I think. Uh, it's not on the list. Ethan asked some. Yeah, he did. He has one, yeah. no, but I have another yeah. question I want to do, so I'm not going to do yeah. it. <laughs> He's totally on the list. Oh, so okay, I take back what Boom. Actually, re- real quick, Ethan said, uh, "Why don't Ethan and Morley know embossing versus debossing?" Vincent schools us on because we make. Uh, he's right. I was very clumsily trying to describe the difference between embossing, which is when the design is raised, and debossing, which is when the design is sunk under the surface. And it sounds obvious in hindsight, uh, okay. but. Uh, Mm, yes. That is what it is. I, oh. It's not like really a good question, though, Ethan. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you know is it? Yeah, why don't you? Why don't you know it? Why did you? I don't know. You, you're part of that answer there, Ethan. You need to tell us why you don't know it. <laughs> I think the answer for me is a combination of laziness and insecurity of looking things up that I am doing. <laughs> I know the answer. So Vincent is cooler. Boom! It brings it all full circle. Um, okay, that wasn't a real question. So yeah, yeah. My, yeah. So, so the one that I want to ask is um, from Sumo's Projects, Dirk. He asks, how do you like combining being part of a podcast with hosting a YouTube channel? Do both work hand in hand? So that's interesting. I don't think that's actually something we've really talked about before, but hmm. I have really liked it. I feel like, um, I think I've talked about it with you guys via just like text messages and stuff, but like, Listening back on our conversations after the fact, I find like really valuable because I like you don't always get everything from a conversation in the moment. So I find like I I edit the podcast, and while I'm editing, I go, I don't remember them saying that. Yeah, because you're, (laughs) yeah, 
Yeah, because you're never 100% present in a conversation mm. because you're thinking about the next thing you want to talk about uh, and anything like that. But uh, yeah, so Sumo just started a podcast with his friend uh, Chris from oh, Built cool. by Chris. Um, they're right now, they're mainly on, they're, they're doing it on YouTube. Um, it's a 30, 30 minute podcast. They've got three episodes out and they're doing quite good. I saw the amount of views they got. It's off the charts for a new channel. So Sweet. awesome. Um, but I think he's, I, you know, I've, I've messaged him a bit about it and it's the same thing with me is at the very least you have a good conversation with, with some friends and you can, it's kind of like a structured conversation to talk about whatever that week, but it, it kind of makes, I think it makes me a better YouTube YouTuber uh, or have a better YouTube channel because I get to bounce ideas and, and kind of get a little like real time feedback on, on things I'm working on sometimes, mm. you know, if I, if yeah. I want it. <laughs> and it's cool. Like, like I do this one into the spotlight and I feel like I get a lot out of both, but very different things. So like, like you guys are both like older, more experienced than me. And so, and like come from a very different place. So I get a lot from that, but with into the spotlight, it's like me and Ryan, both as young creatives, kind of like figuring it out together, talking to people we both think are very interesting and like acting as therapists for each other. <laughs> so it's like, it's both of them are very personally useful and I enjoy like putting out these conversations that I think are really interesting. Cause it, I, I don't know, you do, you do a lot of things and talk about a lot of things in the podcast that you wouldn't really have a forum for otherwise, you know? Yeah. I guess if well, you maybe definitely. Twitter, but this is better than Twitter. Well, and what I think it is, is it, it has a little bit of structure that you wouldn't have with a, like a regular conversation, right? Like, mm. Like what we, we end up trying to talk about something in a, in a way that if you were just sitting around having a beer in real life and not recording it, we may not come to the same epiphanies that we're coming to in this podcast. Mm-hmm. And it, definitely, you know, in your other one, I've, I've definitely heard in into the spotlight where you've kind of had like a light bulb moment and you kind of even almost like I've heard a couple of times where you kind of like lose track of what's happening. Cause you just go, <laughs> Whoa, that just blew my mind. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> so it's kind of, it's really cool thinking about it that way. I, um, I, I love doing both. I, th- I feel like I feel more famous from the podcast than I do from my YouTube, which is <laughs> quite interesting. Um, so like working hand in hand, I actually think I've got more followers, like sort of on YouTube and that from the podcast than I have from just YouTube. Um, but yeah, like, as you said, like it's really good to have that instant feedback and, and like talk about, you know, I'm having an issue with this project and then have that feedback of like, this is what you could do and, and all that sort of stuff. And, and like, you know, talking about different things makes you, your mind think of how you would do things differently, which gives you better ideas and, and that you wouldn't normally come up with if you're not talking to someone about it. Um, not just that, like my family, for instance, like I'm the only maker in this household, you know, I don't have other makers to talk to other than like discord and that, but like talking here every week, like it really lets you get that off your mind. If you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's a lot easier. I feel to talk than it is to have a text conversation. Totally. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So one other thing that I I'll, hate text. 
One other thing I'll add is that I feel like having the podcast every week makes me try and actually get something done during that week Mm -hmm. so that I have a little something to talk about. Uh, You know, it's just something in the back of my mind going, you know, every time, every day that goes by, I think, well, what did I do today? And was any of that relevant? Should I bring it up on the podcast? Yeah, it's a good, it's a good little motivator for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So why... I, the next question is going to – it was brought up by two different people. So uh, a weird guy, Jeff, <laughs> and it was it was seconded by uh, Dave Dave Bauer. Uh, why do you What's insist – sorry? What's wrong with Jeff? Why would you call him weird? Uh, it's his username. I don't know. <laughs> I, I also, know. if you've met him, you'd understand. I know who, <laughs> I know who Jeff is. I was just making fun of you. Yeah. Uh, so why do you insist on using crappy squeeze clamps in your logo? And I, as the person who, yeah, as the person who designed the logo, I will answer your question. I felt two things. I don't like the way C clamps look. I always think when C clamps are shown, I always think like the the silhouette of a C clamp. I think it just doesn't look like enough of a C clamp to me. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So the the silhouette of a C clamp to me doesn't do it. Uh, the garage woodworker had the C clamp as the G. So a, a, C, a C clamp to me looks more like a G. Right. For sure. And regardless, I don't like the, the I don't see it as a clamp. Anytime I see it, I see like different things. So it's like the, the mm-hmm. Vorschach test or whatever it is. When I see a, a, a silhouette of a C clamp. So the other thing is like an F clamp. But any of those other types of clamps I felt weren't as instantly recognizable as a clamp as a, as a quick clamp is. Yeah, definitely. So that's why we use crappy squeeze clamps. Also, a little bit of uh, behind the opening the kimono, it gets people to talk because people don't like them. Yes. <laughs> or um, they really do also, like them. Um, it's also very beneficial when we're making um, logos and stuff to have that like blank space with a line underneath it that you can put the title and all that sort of stuff. It just makes it look a lot nicer than yeah. like if you just had it sitting in the middle of a C clamp, it just wouldn't look like it was in the right place. Right. But so that's where you could use an F clamp, but then even the F clamp, the F clamp doesn't look right as a silhouette. No. So then you'd have yeah. to, then it would have to become more than a silhouette and my MS paint skills are limited. Mm-hmm. So anyone else have any uh, thoughts on that? No, I think you can. No. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, next question is from Zach Builds, and it is, what do you think the next big trend will be in the maker community? What is the next river table? Hmm. I thought about this one a lot, mm-hmm. and I really wanted to have a great answer to this. And I really Me looked too. at it, and I went, you know what I think the next big thing is? Car lights, where the, <laughs> where you have a, a the front end of a car <laughs> As the lights in your office, uh, that's going to be the next big thing. I, I swear. I know this because my video has gotten dozens of views, literally dozens. Well, it's funny because it's kind of interesting. Like front ends of cars are so recognizable. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that it hasn't been more of a uh, jumping-off point for projects. Oh, it has. If you start looking, you'll find oh, okay. like they're everywhere. Hmm. Huh, um, okay. Yeah, they. So I, more, more of a question. I um, before moving on to that is what was before the river table? Because I don't know. Yeah. I, 
so it, it's hard. It, it's one of those things that like it would be really hard to try and like work out or guess. Like it, it's not going to happen until like because you could turn around and go, oh, everyone's making guitars right now, but it's only because there's a challenge on. Well, it's it's such a the maker did. Sorry, I can't find the question. What number is it again? Twenty one. Uh, Twenty one. Twenty one. Like he says the maker community, right? Like the maker community is so broad. Like plenty of makers aren't even woodworkers. Like you could say yeah. a trend in the maker community is like Arduino, right? And I don't I've done a little bit of Arduino, but I know that's not like the main thing between any of us. I have the answer. It's patterned plywood. That's true. That does seem to be kind <laughs> Ooh, of yes. That is yeah. like since that Rockler Rockler challenge like two years ago, I've been seeing more and more. And like Michael Alm has just exploded from all of his pattern plywood stuff. Yeah. And like he didn't invent it and he readily admits he didn't invent it. Uh, obviously, he's done some really cool stuff with it. But pattern plywood, I think, is the next maker. Pattern plywood definitely has a lot of staying power. Like I know a, yeah. a bunch mm-hmm. of people were making the tensegrity tables recently. Yeah. Um, and again, like okay. tensegrity is nothing new. People have making it's it's a structural concept that people have been making sculptures with for like a, a century um, or more. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's really interesting. But I think in terms of like design that you can integrate into your house, pattern plywood yeah. is much more appealing. And the same with that river tables are. And I it, mean, like people can see a river table, like oh, I kind of want that as a coffee table. Whereas a yeah. tensegrity coffee table is like eh, it's interesting, but like maybe in a ultra modern i don't know sort of loft thing yeah in in going on with the pattern plywood is also i've noticed a lot more people have been doing skateboard stuff like woby designs does yeah um which in a way in its own way is um pattern plywood it's just colored yeah that's true and they've got that spectra ply is a new thing so they're literally selling uh plywood that is colored yeah right yeah never heard of it yeah, spectral so, so more generally, the trend is layers like ogres, uh, or like like onion. Yeah, like onions. ogres, like yeah. ogres. Yeah, like onions. from Shrek. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on to the next one. I'm, uh, who's up next? Sorry, I've, I think it's Morley. Uh, Morley. Oh, geez, that snuck up on me. Uh, oh gosh, I, I thought I saw one, but I lost it, and everything keeps changing colors. So it's, this is why I click on it so that it's highlighted when I come up to my turn. Yeah, but <laughs> see, my my like default resting state is just to randomly click around the screen. Yeah, me so, too. Uh, <laughs> that's not very helpful. Oh, this is a good one. one of those people I, I, that talks on a phone and just doodles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I go for a walk, and I'm like, where the heck am I? <laughs> so I saw this a while ago. This is a really good one. Uh, another question from Koya at Barefoot Ken, Quinn. Oh, sorry. Barefoot mm. Thin. She asks, <laughs> what is the last tool each of you bought that you didn't need? Uh, mm. And I have an answer for this. It is a circle cutter uh, that you can use on either paper or leather. I saw Ethan Carter use one in uh, in one of his videos. And I was like, oh, that would be so useful Like, because I was doing all these patches and stuff at the time and cutting a uniform circle just freehand is with leather is it's not easy and usually doesn't look very good but i so are we talking um new tools only as in i just went out and bought a stanley knife even though i owned five of them sure because i didn't i didn't need it but i bought it (laughs) yeah that that works yeah so so there's do you know those uh like they're, they're you see ads on them all the time on facebook and Amazon 
like YouTube before I had it's like a a pattern tracer. You put it up against something and yeah. it's got like a bunch of mm-hmm. it, it reminds me of like that that pin needle thing. Anyways, that's totally I would say that. I didn't need that. I've yet to use it. I tried to use it once. It didn't work. It wasn't big enough for what I was doing. So I would say that would be the thing that I definitely didn't need. Yeah. Although like I mean both of what you said and what I said are very specific use case tools. And it's a sort of, it's not going to go bad either. So I'm right. sure we'll both find a project where that thing comes in handy. We'll be like, oh, thank God I have this thing. Right. I'd rather have it and not need it and all need that. It not- yeah. Uh, yeah. So to let we, we'll give Jimmy Dresta the, we'll not talk about him this episode. All right. Uh, so Seaman Custom Builds, Scott, he asked, why do I talk so funny? And uh, and the answer is he actually talks funny because he is American and I speak the Queen's English. <laughs> um, Where's Scott from, like specifically? Uh, Tennessee, I believe. Ah, that is very he's, different uh, from yeah. Um, if I if I'm recalling correctly, he's Tennessee. He's where, wherever Anne of all trades went. I think is also Tennessee, but uh, anyways. That was a quick one, so go. Okay, my one is um, from Flipping Rejects. Yeah, flipping, not flipping. And it is, have you ever decided to give up on a project? And if so, how far along were you? I have given up on a lot of projects. (laughs) Um, Actually, I gave up on my Enlightenment Challenge project. Um, I didn't get it done in time, so I just gave up. Um, it wasn't going the way I wanted, but my, the furthest I've ever got along is I was making for my friend, um, lamps and they were TARDISes with a lamp coming out the top. I got as far as building the TARDIS, painting the TARDIS, attaching the lamp to the top. And then I got stuck on how to add the windows cause I forgot to put them in to begin with. And I just gave up and I literally threw them out in the, um, in the bin like last week and they were from like two years ago. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, wow. all right. Very close to finishing it. <laughs> so how were oh, you? Crap. I was, I was too busy looking for my next question to think about that one. <laughs> uh, project we've given up on. Yeah. Okay. I just thought of a good one. So, um, Around the time in university when I was like really getting into making stuff, this was when I was working in a summer research position doing earthquake uh, risk, uh, yeah, earthquake risk analysis in Montreal. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was I was at a point where I could do a bit of working from home. So when I finished my day, I I really wanted to make like um, a toy gun completely out of wood. And I carved it with like my jigsaw and my Dremel and spent all this time making like a magazine that loaded little dowels and it all worked with rubber bands and stuff. And it it really like, it was coming out really, really well. And I was at the point where I was ready for the first test shot. I pulled the trigger and the bolt got kind of stuck in the barrel. Uh And from there I was like, ah, you know, Wood and hand tools is probably not the best way to make this. I'm going to put this project off until <laughs> I'm more well-equipped. And from then on, I put it down and I never picked it back up. Hmm. So I'm, I'm going to sidestep this uh, question by saying I've never given up on a project. 
I've only put them on the side. I've never thrown out a project. I've never, I have. So the one that I can think of that's taken the longest is I started a plastic model um, and I wanted to modify it so that the doors would open. So I cut out one of the doors, the doors, I built a hinge out of brass tubing and brass rod. Um, and I made everything so that the door opened and I went to go cut the other side out. And I like, I was using just an exacto knife and obviously I didn't have an Ethan Carter, awesome leather thing so that it, you know, wasn't perfect in my hand. Um, and it slipped and I cut across the roof and that project has been on hold since I was 16. <laughs> but you still have it like you still have the thing oh yeah i still have that thing i've never I've, ne- I've never thrown out a, a half done project i have put them on the side i will one day get to that it is still there and it will be done even if in the end all it is is one door opens and the other door doesn't so all right i i, I um admire the commitment yeah. all right morley go we gotta okay, get this quick be- this probably be my last one. So this question is from Koya again, barefoot uh, Finn. She's killing it. What thing outside of making do each of you really geek out over? <laughs> I feel like I might know both uh, of your answers, but oh yeah, well, let's have a guess then. Yeah. Well, Grant's I would say would be like BMWs and, and racing. Am I wrong? I think you're wrong. I, I would probably. I, I would actually say, what do I geek out over? It would probably be, if I was going to geek out over something, it would probably be more like Star Trek or or, or video games or something. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Any I, specific really, video game? I play Hearthstone. That's what I currently play. I used to play WoW, like World of Warcraft. Okay. You should play WoW again. Yeah, I like zombie games as well. I, I will never Have play WoW played, again. Um, never mind. Let's not move on to talking about games. They <laughs> <laughs> will do a whole episode about games. Uh, oh, yes. What about you, Adam? Is it cars? Oh, oh wait, no. Morley. No, but what's, whoa, whoa. what is Morley's guess for Adam? Guess. I have three things that are equal. I mean, mine for Adam was going to be WoW. But you also recently mentioned that you just got back into playing WoW. So I feel like I'm wrong because you haven't been doing it for a while. You're half right. Okay. So gaming, gaming. Music and fitness are my three biggest things right now. Music, I would say, is my biggest. I love music. I love making music. Music, I feel, can literally change everything for the better. Like a movie, if you take the music out of a movie, it'll be crap. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. What you could take, music's you, definitely probably. You could take the music out of a movie for me and I'd probably not even notice. You would though. Oh, that's a garbage Cause take. Because you, you know what? You would be watching it going, why does this sound so weird? Because like, even when they're talking, there's still something in the background. Sometimes, yeah. Mm. I don't know. Is it, when people talk about like, there's people that feel something when music happens and there's people that don't. And I'm one of the people that don't. Like, I like music. I yeah. put it on in the background, but it's literally background noise for me. Hmm. But I think it's because I can't play music. I've tried. I don't get it. It doesn't like I don't have any like rhythm. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Anyways. All right. Ah, oh, mine. It's fu- all right. This is a tricky question because 
I've really geeked out over things a lot throughout my life. Like I used to, I'm going to say digital fabrication. No, but that's within making. I can't choose that. Oh wait, without a making. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be outside of making. I mean, like I used to like do like extreme unicycling and when the Harry Potter books were still coming out, I was like super into Harry Potter and now I'm rereading them, but it's more of like a nostalgic thing. Like I wouldn't say I'm currently geeking out over Harry Potter. Um, although funny side story is when I was, when I was at summer camp and the seventh Harry Potter book was coming out, I did start a discussion group as to what people thought would happen in the seventh Harry Potter book. Um, I don't know, but currently, I don't know. I find economics really interesting in general, like economics and investing. I know it's not very like fun or interesting, (laughs) but if I were to have to do something, whereas like what I'm actually spending time looking at, uh, that would probably be it. All right. Second guess would have been like nature. I mean, I love nature. I don't know. Traveling and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I love doing both. It's funny. I, I guess like, Maybe I'm thinking of geeking out over things in the wrong way. Like when I think geeking out, I think it's what do I, what would I spend my time doing if I didn't have any other, like, like I know I've watched every episode of Star Trek at least four times, mm-hmm. right? Cause I've watched it start to finish multiple times. And then I watched it in order of uh, when like the timeline. So I had to jump between like DS nine and Voyager to, to have all the timelines right. So depending on the episode. Yeah, I'll give you what Star Wars in order. Right. Which no one would do because yeah. no one watches Star Wars. Um, it's funny. I was about to make fun of you for watching a TV show four times, but I just remembered that I just finished Impractical Jokers for the third time. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like eight seasons of like 20-something episodes. Yeah. Okay, so I guess on a, on a more fun note i do love like cooking and food in general like i spend a lot of my time do you do you like making food yes definitely boom it's already in making dang it (laughs) 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 all right what is your favorite type of frog that one's from bear naked i'm gonna say i'm gonna say a stanley frog the ones that come on hand planes Ooh. Ooh, no one thought I was going to go there. I'm going to say a bullfrog because uh, it reminds me of camping as a kid, and I'm nostalgic AF. All right. And uh, do you guys have frogs in Australia? <laughs> yeah. They have every animal we in have Australia. Frogs. There's no animal that's I don't not know, in I don't, Australia. I don't know different types of frogs, but yes, we have frogs. All right. Do you have, like, I, the other, my, my second answer is Kermit. My favorite type of frog is a Kermit, the frog. Well, that was going to be my, that was the only thing I could think of was like a character <laughs> and it was going to be Kermit because I don't know different types of frogs. Kermit the frog here. Okay. We're, we're going to do some quick, just a couple more quick ones. Uh, Colt from BCF Leather asked, what is my last name? Alexander, of course. Uh, uh. Um, <laughs> Morley Kurt asked, is the young guy single? And I can confirm I'm not single. Uh, <laughs> can Morley do a Russian accent? Well, of course someone, I can do a Russian accent. Oh, someone from Russia needs to uh, get in here and oh, write actually a, a review. Hint, hint. Actually, we go. have a review. We have a review this week, and it's from America. So, how about you do it in a Russian accent? No, okay, he cool. gave me an accent to do. I can't not do it in his accent. Oh, I did. Oh, I did give you it. Yes, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yep. 
Jacob, pretend you're from Russia. Write us a review. That that question was from uh, Native Son Woodart. Uh, okay. Uh, what's your favorite prehistoric animal? And I'm going to call this because I watched Jurassic World last night. Ankylosaurus. Go. Screw you. That was my. <laughs> that is my actual favorite prehistoric animal. <laughs> Not just because I watched Jurassic Park. Oh, it reminded me of it being my favorite. <laughs> Um, so great. We have, we can be the same. What about you, Morley? Velociraptor. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, what's also Jurassic Park. I watched Jurassic world. What? Well, Velociraptors are, have a starring role in the original Jurassic Park. And yeah. And in Jurassic world too, but maybe you haven't watched it. Uh, what's your preference? Domestic wood or tropical exotic? That's from Chris McGuffin. Domestic. I'm going to say domestic walnut because it's not cheap at all. Screw you. Uh, I guess Baltic birch plywood is technically exotic, so exotic. (laughs) All right. Rob from, from, uh, from trope trope vetters on Instagram, he said, "How where'd you learn to spell?" Uh, and I learned through autocorrect, and because I used MS Paint, uh, that didn't work. So thank you for pointing out that I can't spell. It making me feel sad. <laughs> uh, all right, do we have any more quick ones? Thirty. Each of you have held the host uh, duties. Rank yourselves from best word to worst. That's from Tony. Lenner. I'm going to put it right here. I am worst. I know I am. <laughs> All right. I'm going to put, I would lose in a fight, but I think I can do a good job hosting, except for the ending. Yep. I'm not good at the ending. I, you I both mean, are definitely very close at number one. I might say, I think I would say Grant is the best. Well, right now I'm doing some good keeping us going, so maybe I'll agree. <laughs> All right. Uh, 28, but we can't explain. Just quick answer. What skill that you currently don't have do each of you want to learn from Andy Pugh? Metal work. Uh, I was going to say something within metal work. Take welding, I guess. Uh, power of persuasion. Um, <laughs> who do you want to have on your podcast that you haven't already written down? So luckily, we haven't written anyone down. So boom, anyone you answer <laughs> is going to be it. Bob Claggett. Uh Adam Savage. Ooh. Considering he's like a hundred dollars for two minutes of talking, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we get him on, like he might not, you know. Um, I'm gonna say yeah, a- uh, Abraham Lincoln, because good choice. Because <laughs> if does Daniel Day Lewis count? <laughs> sure. We, you know, you're just talking about anyone, and I heard that like he cut down a cherry tree, and I'd like to ask him why. Um, that was George Washington. <laughs> damn it. That's the one I want. Uh, actually, if I really wanted someone on the podcast, it would be Nick Offerman. Oh, nice. That's good. Ooh, I like that yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, and then, so we have a bunch more, but uh, I'm sorry for anyone who asked a question. Oh, hey, hold on. Cowdog Craftworks, Chris over there. He said, what that, what that ass do do? And uh, I have no clue what he means by that. And, <laughs> and if anyone out there could tell us, uh, including you, Chris, uh, let us know what you meant by that. And we'll answer it in, uh, the after show of one of our future, uh, things. And our last uh, question I'm going to read out. Who's your favorite F clamp patron? Hmm. Leroy. Leroy. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Big Rock Timberworks. <laughs> so that was asked by uh, Big Rock Timberworks, uh, Leroy. Who is our only uh, F-Clamp patron. Who is our only F-Clamp patron. So thank you uh, very much, everyone. If, uh, if we didn't read your question, I'm sorry, but we're running a little long. So we're going to move on over mm-hmm. to the Clamp Mendations. Morley. Well, hang on. Well, you brushed on Patreon, but you didn't actually talk about it. So, um, I was going to talk yes, about if it. You do want- oh, God. Oh, okay. There well, was. I said, I, I said this the week. F-Clamp question was a good segue into Patreon. <laughs> yes, it was. And we segued into mentioning that Patreon. The reason, okay. If you guys want to stick around, later we're actually <laughs> going to have our wife center and ask questions. So if you want to hear the spouses, please come and join our patron. Pa- patronin. Oh, God. This is where I'm falling apart. We're getting to the end. Uh, I actually totally to- forgot about that. And I'm pretty excited for that. Yeah. So each one of our wives uh, or, or spouses or partners or however you want to call it are going to come by and uh, ask a question on the microphone. So you're going to get to hear them speak. So uh, come on over to the to the Patreon page. It'll be linked in the show notes. And uh, from there, you get access to our after show. We also do a little pre-show where we talk about what we're drinking that week, which is generally beer uh, for me and other drinks for other people. I don't know. I don't pay attention because I'm the only one that matters. Um, Yeah. And uh, there's also only five F-Clamp level patrons available, and one is already gone. So make sure Mm -hmm. to go get in there to get your uh, F clamp level. You can also get spring clamp level or C clamp level. Those are the other li- levels of, of, uh, you know, patrons. Go, yeah. Go there and just look at the levels. Cause I spent a lot of time and energy thinking that up and I thought it would turned out really cool. So just go there. And I check did it out. Grant, you did uh, a the, great job. Thank you. Uh, the, the other thing I'll oh, say yeah. so, um, is if you can't, so a weird, so a weird guy, if you want to complain so much about our crappy squeeze clamps, go look at our Patreon because they're not all squeeze clamps. Woo, boom. You got it. Uh, you can, if you really, if you, if you really feel like squeeze clamps are the worst, then you can pick your own clamp by becoming a patron. There you go. Yeah. The other thing I'll say is if you can't, like I understand completely, if you can't uh, go on Patreon and you want to support us in another way, We'd really appreciate it if you would either uh, share the podcast with someone. You know, if you feel it's relevant, post it somewhere, share it on your Facebook, tell someone about it, send the link to someone, uh, whatever you want. If you need a copy of the link, because I know sometimes finding it, it can be difficult of a particular episode, let us know. DM us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and we will get you a copy of a, a link of the the show or a particular episode if you want to share it because I know it can be hard to find links uh, from podcast apps. So now we're moving on to the clamp mandations and we're going to go, we're going to start with Morley. All right. So this day, uh, which is September 9th, 2020, the day of recording the trailer for the new Dune movie came out. And it looks awesome. It's directed by uh, Denis Villeneuve, who directed both Arrival and Blade Runner 2049. Both amazing movies. 
Um, yeah, the trailer looks incredible. Um, Dune is one of my favorite sci-fi books. Definitely. I feel like if you haven't read it, it's this very cool. I always call it a crossover between like game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, star Wars, or star Trek, depending on, uh, what floats your boat, but (laughs) it's just really cool. Uh, book and i've never seen the original movie because i've always heard it didn't do it justice but this one looks like it's gonna definitely do it justice so i'm super pumped to see that when it comes out that sounds very exciting and adam are you gonna are you gonna be recommending are you gonna be recommending something else that we can't see the entire season of no it's an entire season no yeah season one season two's just started Okay, fine. Anyway, so my recommendation is The Boys. It is amazing. I um, It's on Amazon, I think. I don't know. Oh, I've heard Amazon, about this. I think it's on Amazon. Oh, yeah. So one of my mates summed it up very good, and it was something on the lines of, if superheroes acted the way you would actually expect them to. So in other <laughs> words, um, yeah. So think of the... The um, the fame and everything going to a superhero's head, and then being able to do whatever they want without repercussions. Yep, and it's it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's as if superheroes could do whatever they want, and corporations owned them. Yes, yeah. I think I would love that, and I loved Watchmen, which that reminds me of. So. Um, maybe I will work that into my quarantine TV rotation. It is. If you watch the trailer, it's it seems very gory, but it's it's only a little bits that are gory. Yeah, I don't watch trailers. I never watch trailers. I won't be watching Morley's recommendation because it's a trailer. Because I feel like if I watch a trailer, I'm only setting myself up to have my expectations wrecked. I'm like 80% of the way there with you. But for movies like this that I'm really <laughs> pumped about, I will watch the trailer. Yeah. Okay. Do I you, agree. Trailers, uh, they show too much. Yeah. Do you not look in your mirrors while you're towing? Uh, so my clamp mendation for this week is a clock made from saws. The saw clock. So uh, Flippin' Rejects, Shane, uh, put out. So I he'd done a sticker swap with me, and he sent me some awesome coasters. Um, and I was blown away because, one, I still hadn't sent out his sticker by the time I'd actually received <laughs> his entire package. And so I said, you know, I got to give him something in return. And I had nothing to give but some broken parts. Uh, and I knew he would do something fun with it. So what he did is he took, I, I gave him a couple broken uh, scroll saw blades and a few uh, hand cut nails. And he turned it into, and he added some parts of his own and turned it into a clock. And I just think the the idea of using the saw blade, the, the scroll saw blades, like the broken scroll saw blades, as the second and hour or the minute and hour hand just blew my mind. When he did that, I just went, I've been holding on to these things. I knew they had some purpose and I couldn't think it up. And the fact that he immediately had a purpose for it, like that's the kind of thing that I kind of wish I had. Uh, I wish I could. I, I know these, these broken things have value, but I can't see them. It's like him and like uh, Tom that. from uh, refuse, uh, 
reuse or whatever. He does like broken stuff and turns it into stuff. They're both great. Mm. Nice. Yeah, I saw that, but I didn't know the origin story. That's really mm. cool. Yeah. Mm. So that's the that's why I'm picking it. I, and I know. So he did some like hydro dipping and stuff, and it's probably like not the the clock that most people will hang on their wall, but it's more the the origin that made me uh, think about it. So I feel like it's the sort of clock that would, it, it, since it's it's like very bright and busy, it would look fantastic in like a white walled room. As yeah. like the, the big accent. Yeah. Hmm. Well, so the next thing we're going to move on to is something we we haven't had the opportunity to do for a while, and that's people reviewing our clamps. So uh, that Maybe. part of the episode is where Morley does a voice of whoever reviews our, our clamps. And it couldn't be at a better time either because in uh, this week's episode at uh, of uh, Because We Make – uh, Vincent Fry was throwing a little bit of shade, hating on my accents. So I feel like I need to, I need to have a strong comeback and I've been practicing this one. So, all right, here we go. This is, uh, here, I'll just start it off and I'm not going to say the accent until the end. This is going to pay off. This podcast is a lot like my day job. I'm outside enjoying the fresh air and sunshine. Most days it's not too cold, but some days the sun on the back of your neck really leaves a red mark. When the guys tell me something, I kind of swish around my noggin, thinking there's maybe something in there worth taking to town. Of course, most of what is said gets thrown out and washes downstream. In the end, most weeks, I find enough nuggets to keep me and Jenny on the claim. Reading the character of a crotchety old prospector. From David Gooch, the Gooch of 54, via Apple Podcasts. United States of America, September 1st, 2020. And he gave us five stars. Thanks a lot, David. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I I read that as a crouchy old prospector. (laughs) (laughs) What what is crotchety? Uh, Just like curmudgeon-y, you know, like old and... What's curmudgeon-y? Like, you know, like the people who sit on their porch and go like, get off off cranky. Yeah. So crotchety. Okay. Yeah. So crotchety. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> so we'll save that for the the part of the after show where we talk about the difference between North America and Australia. All right. Mm. So thank you very much, uh, David Gooch, and uh, yeah. So the last thing I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about TF Turning. Thank you very much for making that theme song. Uh, it's awesome. Thank you. Uh, any other business from any of you? I don't think so. Um, all right. I just say to Vincent, I hope that, uh, improved my accent clout a little bit. I wish I I haven't. So the, the podcast got released today and I unfortunately had to work, so I didn't get an opportunity to listen to it. So now I'm going to be very excited to, uh, (laughs) to listen to, to the, because we make. It's all good. It's really funny. I I didn't work today, so I didn't get to listen to it. <laughs> all right. Well, so uh, where can everyone be found? How about you, Morley? You can find me at Morley Kurt everywhere. Adam? You can find me at Make Mackie everywhere. And you guys can find me at The Grant Alexander everywhere and even Twitter. <gasps> but I'll never use it. <laughs> 
Oh, and actually, I guess one other, any other business, uh, the Clamp Twitter got a, a bit of love today because I put out a, a, a query, a request for questions, and we got some response there. So Yay. Clamp Twitter, follow it. It's lit. It's lit. Don't go on Facebook because there's only one person on the Facebook thing. Don't do it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Goodbye. See you. Bye. You guys just like you immediately went. I'm ready, and then hit your microphone a bunch of times. Like, what the hell, man? <laughs> Who? All right, it wasn't me. Someone wasn't hit me. their microphone. I guarantee it was you, Adam. It's always you. <laughs> Probably. Uh, oh, I was putting my phone down, so yeah, it was me. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Hello and welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, are you are you ready? You all coughed out. You done all your things are down on the desk. <laughs> all right.